everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. everybody, it's Kat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? So, um, this is part two of our series on obesity. Um, I, I felt like having a, a doctor for the episode is um, a really good benefit for us uh, because it gives us the medical aspect of obesity. Um, Charles kind of, um, you know, he, he presented the personal experience um, and the, the route that he went to have success with weight loss. But, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like people don't think about obesity as a medical issue, do you feel that way? Um, I, I think so. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think some people probably see it that way. Others see it as more like you know somebody's lazy or you know that sort of thing. Um, but in a lot of cases, you know, the obesity is caused by other things. And and so I think that's why it's really nice for this topic that we're we're getting a more comprehensive look at the medical side of it and uh, you know I, I am amazed at the approach that this doctor has taken with her patients yeah she has uh, from what I can you know from what I gather it's a different approach than sort of what uh, I don't know what you would call it mainstream medical uh facilities take I, I think she's more holistic not not in the you know let's uh you know like let's put gemstones around you and that sort of thing <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not that it's just the more like I think it's a more comprehensive uh approach that she has um yeah it's kind of integrated I think um you know with the uh, nutrition and uh, exercise, but also the support. I mean, uh, just looking at the the facility is amazing. I, I I've never been in a doctor's office and had access to a kitchen. Um, you know, and they may have a kitchen, but it's probably got like you know a staff only or something. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I haven't like you know broken in or anything to the kitchen yet um, but you know I don't see a gym I don't see a kitchen um, right, and yeah. so I've just never had that experience yeah and she kind of has all of that stuff so yeah. yeah yeah so I mean if that doesn't intrigue you I don't know you know I don't know what would I, I find it fascinating myself and um, we're really lucky to uh, 
to have a, a doctor to, who's very knowledgeable and who has spent a good part of her practice. Um, I think, I think that she designed um, this approach, like developed it. Hmm, that's very cool. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what it exactly it is. I mean, I've seen a few things on her website and seen the pictures and stuff, and it looks like a pretty interesting place. Just uh, I want to hear more about like what her approach is and how it's different from what you normally think of when you hear people being treated for obesity so. and she has a hundred percent success rate so wow that's pretty impressive in itself i mean yes i mean what more do you need to say except um you know let's introduce the guests and get into the interview all right sounds good We're joined today by a doctor, and we are so happy to have her as our guest. She's going to give a lot of insight into this topic of obesity. And Dr. Cheryl, we are so happy to have you on Backstory Sessions. I want to welcome you. Thank you, Kathy and Matt, for having me. Oh, you're most welcome. It's our pleasure to have you as a guest. and. You know, I, I know um, the listeners are going to love all the information that you have um, because this is a topic that's so important. Um, you know, throughout life, people, it seems, are always having to deal with this. And so today we're going to give them some great um, information. And um, hopefully this will be something that they'll be able to apply in their own life and finally deal with obesity, you know, once and for all, instead of like back and forth. Um, because each time, um, it seems like you feel like a failure, you know, like over and over, you might have a little success and then you gain back a little bit more than you lost and you feel like defeated. So, uh, I, before we get into the topic though, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background as a doctor. How long have you been practicing and what led you to weight loss as something that you um, felt needed to be addressed in practice? Well, Kathy, my primary specialty is internal medicine, sub-specializing in obesity medicine. I'm in practice over 25 years since 1994. Wow. So my practice is one of a kind primary care practice where sick care, health care, and wellness are combined in one facility. I believe in comprehensive treatment with the uh, intent of cure, compassionate staff, and personalized education. So what sparked the idea of creating a primary medical practice with a twist was after my training most primary care are into managed care. Insurance companies set the rule and manage the health care of the population. So as a result, patients are treated according to their symptoms instead of addressing the root cause of the problem. The staff are not empowered and not highly motivated. Their attitude is it's just a job and they have no sense of purpose. So they see same patients again and again, just like an assembly line still sick just needing medicine refill. 
And, you know, big pharma, there's a pill for every problem and driving the cost of drugs higher. Doctors right. are doctors are overwhelmed. Being the cog in the wheel of the insurance companies, drowned in paperwork, taking time away from patients and time limited to less than 15 minutes. Preventative tools are underused, such as vaccines, education, counseling, and screening. And there's an overuse of labs, x-rays, unnecessary surgeries, and misuse of drugs that cause side effects. So this sparked the idea of treating the whole person. Wow. I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, as I'm listening to this, it seems like that everyone would be doing this. What an amazing way to put everything together and try to treat the root cause. Um, because obesity, how big of a problem is it really? Well, obesity is a global epidemic. It's a worldwide problem. In the U.S., there's more than 3 million cases a year. Two out of three Americans are overweight, and one out of three are obese. Obesity has now surpassed smoking as the most preventable disease in the U.S. So you say it, it's preventable. Um, we're going to talk about some ways as we go through this interview that um, people can address this because I, I feel like so many people, especially since it's two out of three, um, I feel like they must feel like this is not preventable. This is they can't do it. So I'm so happy that you're here to tell them yes that um, you know there is hope. They can do it. Um, so I imagine that there's like uh, a lot of costs associated with obesity um you know people have to they, they get sick um they can't go to work they lose money that way um how do you see it affecting the lives of your patients well uh, kathy direct medical costs are the largest in 2008 alone is 147 billion dollars the price tag for severely overweight can come over 3,500 a year and nearly double for obese women. That's about $6,500 a year. And so um, for untreated obesity, it costs the U.S. economy over a trillion dollars because of the complications and when it progressed to cause other diseases, thereby frequent visits to the doctors, frequent hospitalization, more medicines, other costs come from physical disability, reduced quality of life, and even lost productivity and poorer mental health outcomes. They're charged higher disability rates, forced earlier retirement, and thereby lost wages. It is associated with leading cause of death. Um, also, there's travel costs. The airline requires the person to purchase two seats, even if not they need a bigger car to accommodate their size. And so we'll spend a lot on gas. There's expensive food bills, clothing bills, and various therapies. On the other hand, which is um, the weight loss industries and businesses are booming. People as direct consumers spend 64 billion 
on weight loss products alone and fat diets that has little impact on their health. So that's a lot of money. Yeah, do, do you feel like that these um, these products, uh, you know, because there's like a diet, um, every like everything you scroll through social media, you're going to see, you know, some approach asking you, oh, try this, try this. Um, I mean, so that's a big moneymaker for companies. Do so you feel like that they're taking advantage of um, <laughs> the people that, you know, are, are desperate, like they're so desperate to, to lose the weight that they'll almost try anything. Yeah, they mean well. And uh, of course, people are desperate for cure. And so is that where you sort of come into the picture? Like have, are your patients, have they tried everything and then they get to you or you know how does how does where do you see them in their struggle and of course the uh the offer uh they fall short and it has little impact on their health and patients are still sick so even if they lose their weight but these people doesn't have the uh they don't know how to diagnose uh recognize hidden diseases so they still come to the doctor for help. So, um, what are some of the um, like diseases that happen because of obesity? There are the uh, obesity is a complex health issue resulting from a combination of causes and individual factors, such as behavior and genetics. Behaviors can include physical inactivity, dietary patterns, medication use, and other exposures, education skills, and food marketing and promotion. And anyone lives in cities that promotes clean parks, air, walking trail, farm-to-table restaurants. And majority of us, unfortunately, fall in the category shift work, resulting to poor sleep, food insecurity, being without reliable access to a sufficient quantity of affordable, nutritious food, urban living with high-rise buildings, prioritizing work over health, but there's no time to exercise and cook a balanced meal, long commute, technology, and automation, too much screen time. Children are most vulnerable because of neglect by parents working double jobs to pay bills and support their busy, stressful lifestyle. So besides the the children, you know, being neglected in that way, um, is obesity hereditary? So if you have parents who are obese, um, does that mean that you're going to be as well? Only a minority of people, uh, cause of obesity is genetics. Majority are behaviors. And that can be changed. So um, those behaviors probably develop um, somewhat from the, the family setting. So from the parents, the way that they um, have taught the children um, nutrition, exercise, those kinds of things. Uh, so perhaps that's why you might see a family where, you know, the whole family might be obese because 
of their of the behaviors that they have developed children follow what they see and if you have two parents who are obese most likely the children will be obese also so these uh, okay so let's like look at your practice i i know people say i've heard some people say that um you know i'm obese but i'm healthy so i mean of course they're uh non-obese people or skinny whatever term you want to use um that are unhealthy so can you be obese and healthy is that possible well uh kathy weight is not a good gauge for health okay and yes there are data to support the uh, correlation between increased body weight and diabetes, for example, heart disease and certain cancers. But there are plenty of people who have normal BMI that carries the same problems. So you have to look at health, not only in terms of physical weight, but holistically, including mental and emotional health, their well-being, good quality of life, stamina, endurance, vitality. So that's what health is for you. Um, but losing weight, if you are obese, um, is that effective in making, you know, a lot of health conditions better? So when you lose 10% of that weight, help improve most of the chronic medical condition like diabetes. Wow. With just 10%. Yes, just 10%. So, I mean, that that is really amazing. Um, and then is there more benefit um, if you lose, you know, say, 20%? It, does that bring you more benefit? Improves uh, quality of life and also uh, longevity. Wow. So, and that's, you know, things that people... I mean, every, you know, most people want to live as long as they can and the best quality of life that they can. So, so 10 to 20% of weight loss um, could, could help that. That's great. Um, so besides this, you know, the, the health issues, there, do your patients ever mention, like, those stigmas associated that, you know, people think they're lazy or ugly or I mean is it do they mention the the negative effects of society stigmas unfortunately these individuals are highly stigmatized and face multiple forms of prejudice and discrimination because of their weight weight bias translate into inequality in employment settings healthcare facilities and schools often due to negative stereotypes that overweight people are lazy, unmotivated, lacking in self-discipline, less competent, non-compliant, and sloppy. Leaving these people vulnerable to social injustice, bullying, unfair treatment, and impaired quality of life. As a doctor, not wanting to hurt my patient's feelings, it's easier for me to talk to them about cancer, for example, than their weight. So it's a taboo. You see, being sick is not the person's fault, and it's beyond the person's control. Obesity is a real problem. It's a disorder. 
involving excessive body fat that increases the risk of health problems. So it needs urgent medical con attention. It is usually diagnosable, lab or x-rays are not required, and usually self-treatable consists of self-care and prevent preventable. But for those worst case, there's now a doctor who specializes in obesity treatment like me, and newer drugs are discovered that are safe that you can take long-term with fewer side effects. And then also there's surgery. Okay, so um, what are some pros and cons of that? Um, you know, when your patients come to you, like, do you start with giving them like, okay, there's this option and this option and this option? Um, or, or is surgery like a last option or you try other things first? So how does that work? Each of the intervention works, but when combined, the altogether the success rate goes up. In my practice, we offer the uh, four prongs, combined nutrition, exercise, behavioral change, and uh, pharmacotherapy. So creating a holistic program that helps our patient in all facets of their lives. So how does that work? Um, you know, how, how do you, what does that involve? Um, I come to you and you know, I, I want to lose weight. So how do I improve these four areas? What, what do you tell me? So the, the patient comes to see me first, the doctor, and the doctor get their history, their medical history, um, order labs, interpret labs, and we have indicators for health, and the doctor will assess the patient and categorize them, uh, their mild obesity or severely obese, and then recommend treatment plan. And so not just only prescribe medications, usually medication is prescribed as a last resort. And so we look at nutrition, so we assess them. And I have the whole team, I have a dietitian that works with me, and also we do a fitness assessment first, where what they can do and can't do, and then we categorize them. And that's how we recommend the type of treatment for them. So um, you would set up, um, so within your, your um, facility, you have someone that would um, talk with them about nutrition and um, set up the type of eating plan and then also um, exercise. You have someone um, that can assess that and set up a plan um, for movement. So the doctor usually prescribes the type of exercise, the frequency of exercise, the type of food, how many calories they need. So it starts with the doctor. Wow. That, you know, that um, I, I haven't personally um, heard of a facility uh, or a doctor where I could go and have that available all, you know, all combined, like looking at the whole picture like that. I think that's really awesome. Um, how do your patients, uh, are they like, have they tried like so many things by the time they come to you and hear about 
this approach? So usually they come to me, they're at the end of the rope. Right. And they've tried many things and they've been to Weight Watchers, they've been to the dietitian and, and uh, yeah, it works temporarily and then they gain it all back. And so what is it that makes that happen? Because that seems to be really common. Uh, why are people not able to just, you know, sustain um, the program that they start? So to bring success to my patients is to meet them where they are, to know their whys, what their health goals are, what they're trying to achieve, listen and learn from them, to affirm and validate their concern, then share the reality of how serious the problem is, awaken in them a vision in, for a healthier life, help them value themselves differently and provide practical help and support and help them set realistic goals. So do do they ever like feel like they just can't lose weight? Like it's just not possible. They fell so many times that, you know, they just don't, they've lost hope. A lot of those patients are in that situation. So the most crucial part is the conversation them so opening the conversation is critical helping them make the best decision for their health so for example uh, give them space to discuss openly without judging their diet and exercise habits look more closely at the foods they eat the activity they engage in and instead of correcting the behavior and telling them what to do and not what to do and you know doctors are known to do that <laughs> so we walk with them throughout their journey, celebrate small victories with them and cry with them during setbacks. So it's more on listening part from the doctor instead of offering them treatment right away. Right. So, so they, um, they must find that very um, motivational to have someone listen. Um, without judgment and then be there uh, as they go through the process because I think a lot of the other programs you're trying at home by yourself um, you don't really have that support so um, I, I would think it would be really important to, to be able to speak with your doctor um, you know about this and uh, to, to know that they are there to to guide you uh, to the next step you know if you um, if, if you're not um, losing the weight that you're trying to lose or uh, maybe maybe you hit a point where you're you're not losing anymore um, so what happens then? Uh, do people hit those plateaus where maybe they even gain a pound back or something? And uh, Sustainability is so important. So it's not to become a, uh, have this yo-yo diet and weight cycling. 
So it entails a total lifestyle change. A habit change is more consistent in long term. So change the mindset of the person by changing focus on diet and exercise to what motivates them the most. So you talk about their dreams, what their goals are, change the focus on their weight, because weight is just a number and their size to how they feel about being healthy. Have the person think or visualize themselves thin. Figure out a way to balance false body positivity with education. So about weight-related risk for diseases. So we do a lot of education and hand-holding. Because most of them are not amenable to the treatment. Like nobody wants to take medications, right? right? They don't want surgery. So most doctors, that's what we offer is prescribed medicine immediately. Um, so is that a motivator that some people will be like, okay, I, I can lose weight without having to have surgery? You- so it starts, it starts from themselves. So the knowledge, what their uh, disease are. So it's educating them on this. Um, so what is your success rate um, for this approach? The long-term weight loss um, success is defined as uh, the initial 10%, the initial body weight, uh, at least one year. In my practice, we have patients maintained up to two years. So the weight loss triggers multiple processes of defense in the body that makes it difficult to maintain. The body resists every change that you do. It fights it. So hence the need of a physician who are trained to handle weight relapse and regain. So, um, so it is, it's something that uh, over time um, you still will, will need support, continue support because you could your body will want to become obese again, like it will want to go back to the habits that you had before, or or does it just stop like losing weight? Um, what makes it so difficult that going after you've lost that 10%? I have patients who lost more than 100 pounds and yeah. uh, totally changed them as a person and of course once you get to that weight you feel good about yourself and you don't want to go back to your old lifestyle right you want to move on you want to move forward and and pick up the habit especially the healthy habit um so um the success then do you like do they um post photos do you have like you know, success stories um, in your office that, like, when people come in, they see, like, oh, wow, you know, what a difference. I have this, uh, I have this middle-aged lady whose dream is to dance at her son's wedding. So the first time I saw her, she had a hard time getting out of her car. And so it just 
pure determination and she's really really uh into it and uh eventually she lost 100 pounds oh and was able to dance at her then uh wedding son's wedding wow that must make you feel so happy um to share in in that success because that's you know that's an amazing uh motivator to want to have that dance at the wedding um wow that's that's a wonderful story <coughs> so matt what are you thinking of all this uh yeah it's a really interesting approach that you have dr cheryl and uh I just have one question that I was curious about while I was listening to you talk. Um, so this is a holistic approach. Uh, you don't really recommend surgery, and I, I would assume that you know that's not something that you that you uh, talk about. So um, I was wondering, like, um, uh, how does the mainstream I guess, healthcare view what you're doing versus what they typically do, how they typically treat a patient. I mean, is there any difference? Uh, do insurance companies uh, help pay for the treatment that you give, or is this something that people do outside of mainstream healthcare, I guess? Unfortunately, insurance company doesn't pay for preventative medicine. Right. And, uh, but for me to help my patients is to do more than yeah. I'm supposed to do. Not just prescribe medicine. Medicine itself can cause problems. It has a lot of side effects. Sure. And people are non-compliant. And so um, it's a, uh, we're just hitting a wall with them. I see. Yeah, I was just curious because I know, like, um, you know, it, it sounds a lot different. Your approach is a lot different than what, you know, someone who goes to the doctor and says, you know, I want to lose weight. And they say, oh, I'll take these pills or whatever, you know. Um, or, you know, go home and diet and exercise and uh, they don't really give them any support, whereas it sounds like you give a lot of support. And that's the most important thing. And I think that's what our secret of success is. Because patients uh, trust us and they see results. And you can see even the staff, uh, they have, suddenly they have a sense of purpose. And, and we see results and we can guarantee results. That's awesome. So I have a question that's near and dear to my heart because I am a designer and I sit in front of a computer all day. And I was wondering how much a uh, having a sedentary job uh, plays a part in becoming obese. A new study finds that a sedentary lifestyle is worse for your health than smoking. So it increases all-cause mortality, double the risk of heart attacks, stroke, diabetes, increased risk of colon cancer, depression, anxiety, even early deaths. So exercise is medicine. 
and it's all benefit. Keep circulation going, improve your moods, you are more responsive to treatment. In fact, the best predictor for health is how fit you are. More muscle mass, less stored body fats, and even um, prognosis of cancer improve with just exercise. So exercise is benefit. Our body is made to move. And we have a saying, motion is lotion. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so if you're a smoker and you are and you have a sedentary job, you're just kind of like, that's a double whammy, it seems. Yeah. So how fast should people lose weight? I mean, I've read a lot of different things, like you can lose, you know, two pounds a week or whatever and that's you know that's sustainable um other you know other things say that in initially you could lose a lot of weight really fast and you know then it will sort of even out so what's a good number as far as what people should shoot for if they're trying to lose weight so as long as it's doctor supervised you can rapidly lose weight as long as you're losing it, the 10% from the body fat. Body fat are highly inflammatory, so it's dangerous. And uh, in fact, that's the uh, cause of majority of the diseases is the stored fats. In my practice, we average 18 to 24 pounds uh, in four to six weeks. Okay, yeah. that's, so that's pretty pretty rapid, I would guess. Um, so it's doc. Go ahead. So it, as long as it's doctor supervised, and you're losing it from the right compartment, because there are rapid weight loss that you're losing all muscle mass. Right. Yeah. That's not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about intermittent fasting. I know that's like a big thing that people like to do, and uh, you know that seems to be semi-sustainable or long-term um lots of lots of information out there about it i don't know uh, what's true and what's not but uh what what are your thoughts about intermittent fasting so uh, the best diet really is diet that you can stick to right so there are over a hundred of diets out there and one of them is intermittent fasting which is better than, you know, unstructured one. The intermittent fasting, it involves a cycling between periods of fasting and eating. So it can provide health benefits if it's done right, including weight loss, reversal of type 2 diabetes, and many other things. Fasting is different from starvation uh, in one crucial way, and that is control. Starvation is the absence of food for a long time. And this can lead to severe suffering or even death. Right. On the other hand, fasting, intermittent fasting is voluntary. Avoidance of food for a purpose, like spiritual, for health, or other reasons. So food is available, but you choose not to eat or eat only a small portion. So this can be for any period of time, for a few hours, up to a few days, or with medical supervision, again, a week or more. So wow. you may begin a fast at any time 
of your own choosing, and you may end a fast at will too. So it has to be doctor supervised. Okay. So you, all right. So yeah, that, I mean, it sounds like the, you know, the doctor supervised component is sort of crucial in a lot of situations. Well, I'm, I'm curious um, because, I, you know, I, I hear um, different, different ideas of people that are trying dieting. Um, is it better to eat, like, small meals throughout the day, like eating multiple times versus, like, an intermittent fasting where, you know, you, you would be eating probably fewer times um, because... You know, you stop eating at a certain time and you don't eat again until, you know, whatever your window that you've set for yourself. Um, you know, does the body respond? Does the body need food like little portions throughout the day? Is that better than, you know, eating in a certain window um, of larger amounts and then not having anything for a period of time? Well, the good thing about our body, Kathy, is body is smart and it has a lot of defense mechanism. So it doesn't matter what kind of diet you eat. When uh, I found out that when you're younger, you can get away with a lot of things. So even though you, uh, your diet consists of all these junk foods, but if your body is healthy, you can get away with a lot of things. The ones who are at risk are those with, uh, for example, diabetes or they have this excess weight. So no healthy diet can fix the, the obesity. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so it's, import it's important for your body to be healthy, to be able to withstand all this uh, junk that's going on around. So health is wealth. So it starts with a healthy body. So stay away from the Twinkies. <laughs> uh, so one more question I have. Well, this is mainly for you to talk to the listeners who feel like they have so much weight to lose that it's, you know, it's almost impossible. I mean, what would you say to the people like that? I would say um, there's hope. There's no magic pill, but it can be treated. It can be managed and it can be sustained. So science had become so advanced that there's little chance of failure. So find an obesity specialist in your area. So a doctor guided treatment program help you learn more about your health habits, your history, identify behaviors, illnesses, medications, or psychological factors that are contributing to weight gain or making weight loss difficult. But the only thing that stops a person from overcoming this disease is themselves. They have to have the right mindset, the right attitude. And because these diseases are silent killers, so an annual wellness visit with your doctors can help to get early screening. Hmm. Is it ever too late? Um, do people reach a point where it's just no longer possible to lose weight? So far in my practice, I haven't seen one. 
So that's very hopeful, you know, to our listeners. Very hopeful. And also, uh, if worse comes to worse and medical weight loss doesn't uh, work, there's always surgery. And, And so surgery would be for people that have tried unsuccessfully the the things you've talked about um so it's kind of the last resort as a last resort yeah um i mean i i think all of this is amazing and if people um want to know more about this approach um you know how, how can they find out more about um about what you do at your facility, what you've designed, and uh, if, if they're interested in even seeing you as a doctor, do, are you open to new patients? Um, there are a lot of obesity specialists in the country. Okay. And, and, and so... Um, yeah, my office, uh, they can go to my website. It's uh, Doctor for Life, www.drforlife.com. And yeah, they can call me and they can ask questions, and my staff are ready to help. And uh, so, you know, we are in the business of helping people um, getting back to healthy weight. Well, I, I think it's just amazing. Uh, it brings a lot of hope to me. Um, and, I, and I think the listeners are really going to find motivation from knowing that people, you know, there is help. People can lose weight. And, and finally, like, once and for all, be done with failure. Like, it's something sustainable and... Um, can go forward and have that dance at the wedding or whatever it is that they're wanting to have. Any last words, Dr. Cheryl, before we uh, wrap this up? Well, uh, thank you, Kathy and Matt, for giving me this opportunity and to reach out to people uh, that listen to your podcast. and, And, yeah, don't lose hope. And uh, yeah, there's uh, it can be help, and uh, there are uh, solutions out there. Uh, only if you look for it. Okay, Cat. Anything? Any last words from you? <laughs> well, I mean, as you've said, um, it's not it's not magic right like we're not just going to come to you once and you wave a magic wand and and we would be able to lose weight like this is you you have to you said change your mindset and you have to change behaviors right so so it's not easy necessarily um but if it's important to you uh, then you'll you'll um then it's possible if it's important to you, important enough to to change or to take advantage of the tools that you have to offer. That's true. I agree. All right, Dr. Cheryl, we thank you for your time, and uh, we really appreciate you talking about all these things. Um, 
they, you know, we could go on and on about this for hours because it is such an important topic and uh, there's so many different sides to it. But, uh, you know, I'm happy that you were able to come by and give us an overview of, you know, what you're doing. And uh, it sounds like a pretty interesting approach, certainly different than what I've heard of before. Um, you know, pe- doctors typically don't treat all aspects of you know of obesity as far as like the mental and you know physical and things like that they usually focus on one thing or uh, maybe a couple things but not the whole approach that you have so I think that's pretty cool and uh, certainly needed Um, yes Dr. Cheryl I want to say that I think we should be able to clone you because (laughs) we need more healthcare providers doing this and and I, I'm so, so proud of, of you for um, for caring about your patients enough to put together this approach. And it's just, it's very heartwarming and inspiring to me. So if no one said thank you, um, you know, I, I thank you for, for being a, a caring provider. Well, thank you, Kathy and Matt, and, and likewise, I admire what you're doing uh, to help the uh, population. Alrighty, and on that note, we will end this podcast. We thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Thank you. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at iwriteplays at outlook.com. Or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.